the success of the Green Jackets is the support of the community. And that's right. who came out to like the happy hours and different things like that. They'd bring their friends. They'd come one time, one time a month or whatever and support the programs that we were doing. Welcome to the Drop the Disc podcast recorded right here at Augusta Podcast Studio. This week we have Tom Denglinger. Tom is the vice president of an organization that has gotten a lot of good press recently the Augusta Green Jackets. Um, we knew the Giants wanted to keep us, but we also knew in the back of our minds that we could get the Braves. Didn't think it would really happen, but here we are. Tom has been with the Green Jackets for almost a decade and has been in sports for a lot longer. He shares with us the passion that keeps that going. When you open the gates and people come in, that experience of all the hard work, all the things that go on behind the scenes to see the smiling faces and just have three hours of memory making and, and just the fun time, that's what it's all about. And about that good press, the Green Jackets are moving this season to become a Braves affiliate. We're going to talk all about that and what it can mean for Augusta. Maybe we can get a Chipper Jones to come do an appearance that we haven't in the past, or Bobby Cox and different things like that. But I think in a normal year or two, we would have had a huge press conference. They would all have been there because they are excited to be here. Augusta is Braves country. And what's their vision for the community they're growing in North Augusta right now? Actually, it's ironic being affiliated with the Braves now, but if you've been to the Battery, we're building our own mini battery. It's a live, work, play ball environment that, that as it continues to evolve, that's what it's going to be. And it's pretty exciting to kind of now have that synergy with them as well. Thank you guys for taking time out of your day, out of your week to listen to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast. We really appreciate it. Whatever you're doing, thank you so much. If you like this episode, if you like this show, let's let someone know about it. Tell a friend about the show. Uh, rate or review it subscribe on apple spotify or wherever you're listening uh, thank you again so much for spending your time with us today and this episode like every episode is presented by nancy powell of powell and associates uh, i usually spend this time talking about how consistent nancy is as a real estate broker how great she is as an agent and how hard she works uh, but it's also important to know that the ethos of what she's doing is very, very community-centric. And that's why if you're interested in the Chamber of Commerce, you're going to meet Nancy. If you're going around town, if you're at YPA events, you're going to meet Nancy because she's going to be sponsoring those events. Uh, Nancy is all around town. She is invested in this community. She's building her business in this community, Powell and Associates. Check her out on Instagram at Downtown Augusta Broker. Give her a call at 706-717-1281 with any real estate questions, no matter where you are in the process, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest. Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates, Chris and my trusted source for real estate. And now let's take you to this interview with Tom Denglinger, Vice President of the Augusta Green Jackets. The Green Jackets have been here for 130 years in the history and how everyone supported them. I mean, obviously you can't ask for more when you're in my position, so... Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And uh, we are Drop the Disc Podcast. We have an awesome guest with us today, and you might have heard of him, and you are? I'm Tom Donglinger with the Augusta Green Jackets. That was an interesting way to do that. I, I'm trying to change it up. You set me up, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to change it up. So you're with the Green Jackets, and there's a lot of cool stuff going on with the Green Jackets right now. We're not going to talk about that yet. I just wanted to start with that. Talk to us about what you do with the Green Jackets. So I'm the vice president. So at the end of the day, some of the uh, ideas and programming and different things like that, uh, I'm the catalyst and try to help put it all together. But at the end of the day, our staff is really 
especially after this crazy year we've had, we we're all coming together and coming, coming up with new ideas and new ways to use SRP park. And, I bet. Yeah. And, uh, there was some news release that came out a couple months ago. Go Braves. Go Braves. We are Braves country. <laughs> That's awesome. The road to Atlanta starts in North Augusta. So we're pretty excited about that. <laughs> That's so. super cool. Literally, it's just I-20. You just take it right down there. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done radio? That was pretty good. I've done a few. There. I've done, <laughs> in a couple of markets I've been, I've done a few of our commercials. So I've done a little radio. That's Very good. cool. So let's take it back. Right. So the first question we always ask after we introduce you is we ask, you know, are you from Augusta? Tell us about, tell us about that. I am not from Augusta, so I'm originally from Paradise, Pennsylvania, which is uh, okay. outside of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. You've ever heard of the Amish? That's the easy way. I've to. heard of them. They used to be on TV a lot. They'll probably come <laughs> back a cycle at some point again. But uh, that's I'm from the the country out there, so grew up there. Um, went to college in Messiah College in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and um, since then I've kind of taken a road to baseball that led me to Augusta. So okay. you so you played baseball. I did up until college. Yeah. Gotcha. Excellent. That's when I realized I could have probably still played baseball. Right. I was not going to make it very far. So how can I stay in sports? So <laughs> what was your skill? What were you doing? Like what pitching? What position? Uh, I was shortstop and outfield. So. There we go. That's very cool. I'm vocal, so you know you talk all the time. That's what you do. <laughs> Both of those, you can. <laughs> like, all right, I've got this skill. I talk a lot. I think we can do this. I love sports, so it was just a, it was a, it was a trying to figure out a way. When I started in college, we didn't even have a sport management major, so it was actually I was part of the first class that graduated with sports management. Very cool. Um, and actually, of the, I think there was twenty that did the. Um, all seventeen of us are still in sports. So that's pretty cool. The the next question I usually like to ask after we talk about you know what you how you came up is is this what what you wanted to do your whole life? And it kind of sounds like you landed in the right place um, at, at, at career-wise. We'll talk about geographic-wise in a minute. When you went to college and you were doing sports uh, sports management, what did you see, like, where did you see yourself going? What was your goal to do with that, aside from stay in baseball? Well, I guess I was trying to stay in sports. So my senior Just year, I did a internship as an athletic director with the high school. Okay, I did an internship with a a fledging minor league basketball team, and then the Reading Phillies, which is a, the double-A affiliate of the Philadelphia Phillies. So uh, of the three, I liked being an athletic director or working in uh, minor league baseball. To be an athletic director, I had to go back to college. I didn't really want to go to be, get my master's, to be completely honest. So I figured uh, I'd, uh, after the summer with Reading, I sent out my resume to, there was 160 teams. I probably sent it out to 100 of them um, and was able to land a job. And What was it that you liked so much about that? I think it's the, and it's still the part that I like the best. Like when you open the gates and people come in, that experience of all the hard work, all the things that go on behind the scenes to see the smiling faces and just have three hours of memory making and, and just the fun time. That's what it's all about. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's let's take that along, right? Yes. So you started your career. How, how long were you there? In writing, I was just there for a year. So right after I graduated college. So take us through take us through this channel. The 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 jaunt of how I got to Augusta. So <laughs> Absolutely. Started in Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, when I was done writing, I moved to Delmarva, um, which is Salisbury, Maryland. Okay. Um, and worked for the single A affiliate there. I started in group sales and went to sponsorship sales. I was there for three years. Um, and then I moved to Daytona Beach, Florida. Very cool. World's most famous beach, not a bad place to live. Not was, at all. I was also there for three years. I was the assistant GM there. And from that position, I moved to Richmond, Virginia to work for um, the Richmond Flying Squirrels, which is a new team. A lot of uh, let's, let's take people down here to... might know that team because <laughs> Richmond used to be the AAA affiliate of the Braves really? who moved to Gwinnett. Interesting. There was no baseball in Richmond for a year, and then I was with the group that brought baseball back. Um, 
I wasn't part of the ownership group. I was part of the front office staff to <laughs> name the team and do all that kind of stuff. So yes, we were the flying squirrels, which is still probably one of the top five names in all of minor league baseball. <laughs> um, and was there for five years. And, uh, as, uh, the GM, I think of Augusta had left in 2013. Um, and they had reached out to some contacts within the industry, uh, to see who might be ready to move up. And my name was thrown in the hat and here we are seven years later. Wow. So, so you, 2013, you're in Augusta. Uh, I was interviewing that fall, so I moved January of 2014. Excellent. Okay. And you were coming from the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Mm-hmm. What was the impression when you moved here? How do you feel about the city? I mean, well, obviously you chose to come here. I did. I mean, it was, for me, it was an opportunity to move up. I was the assistant GM in Richmond, and so I was able to be the general manager down here. Um, the excitement at that time, they were, we thought, towards the end of being in SRP Park, where we are now, but that took a couple more years, as we all know. Right. Um, but uh, the anticipation of that, and I like small towns, so I'm, I'm from, obviously, a, a small town, smaller than Augusta, but the the proximity to be two hours from traveling from anything and, and to work for a team. I mean, the Green Jackets have been here for 130 years in the history and how everyone supported them. I mean, obviously you can't ask for more when you're in my position. So, right. Absolutely. And what the green jackets are, I should know this. What five, a four, a, what are we? What are Low we? A, single a low a. Oh man. So Wait, one of the things they good, did with right? the whole reorganization is there's only four levels now. So there's low a, which is us. Yeah. How does that there's work? High a, there's double a and triple a, and then you're playing in the majors. Okay. So we are like the practice squad to the practice squad. I wouldn't situation. say that technically you're, we're basically getting the number one draft picks now um, when they draft them um, and, Very and the cool. high prospects. So when you get them, the, the fun, the fun and challenging part is like over the years, we had Madison Bumgarner here. We've had Pablo Sandoval, right, right. Tim Wakefield played here. There's a lot when they're here, mm-hmm. you don't know that they're going to be there. Right. So you're, there's anticipation. Some were drafted very high. Um, but as you're watching, you, you never really, there's not, there's not a lot of like Bryce Harper's and C, uh, Strasburg's that come through that, you know, as soon as they come through, like you're not going to see them in minor league baseball very long. So. Right. Okay. So how do you, as like a man, as like a leadership position, how do you like go back and forth between you have to make sure you're developing these players because these teams are counting on that. That's the reason for your existence, but also you want to have a successful team. You want to sell tickets. You want to do promotion. How do you balance that? I mean, that must be. So I guess the, the easy way to describe my position, which is I think is why I like minor league baseball and major league baseball, as opposed to like independent ball and different things is from if the, the way I usually describe it is from the warning track onto the field. In this case, the Braves now take care of it. I used to say the Giants, but the Braves okay. take care of that. So right. there's a synergy. We have to work together, obviously. Okay. Um, player appearances um, as we do those and working with the manager and, and all those kind of things and making sure that they're comfortable when they're here. That's that's our role as an organization. But on a day-to-day basis, we take care of everything from the morning track into the stands. So the moment you walk in, your season tickets, operations, food, parking, all that kind of stuff comes from uh, the 20 or so people working in our front office. So you're kind of the community team. Yep. Got it. So uh, you earlier you had mentioned that, you know, one of the greatest things you love about this job is all the work you put into each game and then seeing people enjoy it. How much how much time are you spending for one game? Yeah, what does to, that prep look like? Yeah, what does that look like? I mean, at the end of the day, it starts as soon as our, in a normal year, we'll say a normal <laughs> yes. year. Yeah, I know oh, we yes. haven't had that in a little bit, but in a normal year, as soon as we <laughs> yeah. close the season from the season before, we start playing in the next year. So we have anywhere between 60 to 66 games a year. So our goal is to maximize those with doing group nights, obviously tying in with fundraisers, mm-hmm. getting the community involved and, and doing those kind of things. And now that we're in SRP Park, 
it's amplified because we also do, we're more of a 365, whereas at our old stadium, we weren't able to do with the off-season events like we do now. So really become that in community entertainment destination. So that was, that was actually, that kind of gets at one of the next things I wanted to ask, which is <clears throat> that old stadium, right? Talk about being there and then having to, because you were, the, you were the, the vice president when they transitioned. I was promoted to vice president when we moved to SRP Park. So you were general manager, then vice president. Mm-hmm. So you were very involved. Yes. How, how was that process for you? I mean, obviously you knew it was going to happen. I mean, one of the reasons, obviously, I moved to Augusta was the opportunity for the new ballpark. Right. I can't say that I ever knew what all goes into a new ballpark. <laughs> I learned about engineering, which I would have never taken engineering classes in college. So, um, But no, it's, it's quite an experience because obviously at the end of the day, too, for us, we were on a deadline of, uh, I forget when opening day was in 2018, but everything needed to be ready. You had to have all the approvals. You had to have all the fire permits, everything. So, um, and the weather needed to play nice, which doesn't always play the case at that time of year. So um, it was, I won't, I won't trade it for anything, but uh, it was a lot of work. I mean, there was a lot of 16 hour, 18 hour days and just coming back and getting ready and doing it all over again. Um, and then opening week, our whole staff, we were out there putting together the picnic tables, finishing painting, things that just weren't done to be able to make, make sure we were opened up and ready to go. We'll be right back with Tom Denglinger on the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. But first, the weather is getting warmer and it's making me want to go outside more. One really fun thing that my wife and I love to do on a Sunday afternoon is go go to the Savannah River Brewery and grab a ice cold beer, craft beer made by them with care, I promise. And we like to bring a board game, maybe Bananagrams, and it's a great three-hour date. I recommend anybody to do that, especially as it's getting warmer. They've got a nice deck outside where you can enjoy. They've usually got the disc golf baskets outside for you to play with them. Guys, Savannah River Brewery is a partner with Drop the Disc Podcast, and there is a reason for that. It is because what they do in the community is incredible. Check them out, Savannah River Brewery Company. Okay, so getting into this next section... Let's talk about the Braves coming to Augusta and you guys landing that affiliation, right? right? That's a big piece of news. Yes. Huge. Game changer. Coming off coronavirus, becoming a Braves affiliate. The Braves Braves own every affiliate except for one, and we were able to land that affiliation, which is pretty awesome. That is awesome. And how does that work? I guess So the long story short is, and you probably know, at the end of last season – um, September 30th, we had a license agreement. Minor League Baseball had one with Major League Baseball. That ended in September 30th, and it, what happened was Major League Baseball took a invested interest in Minor League Baseball. Um, they went through, and they were obviously we were cutting down to 120 teams instead of 142, um, and those kind of things. So they were they were taking that charge, and with that, every affiliate went from having six affiliates to four. So every Major League team has four affiliates now. Um, obviously, SRP Park, as we all know. Built to giant standards. It's mimics Oracle Park. <laughs> yes. Literally, the outfield wall is Oracle Park. Tax Layer Terrace is basically McCovey Cove. That's our version of it. So um, we knew the Giants wanted to keep us, but we also knew in the back of our minds that we could l- get the Braves. Didn't think it would really happen, but here so we what, are. What did you do? Like, do you like apply? Like, what is? What do you so do? So no, in a, the old way, you could have talked to an affiliate um, for a certain window if you didn't renew. Um, we were planning on obviously with our, the amount of money, even the giants, uh, invested into SRP park when we moved over, um, was pretty impressive. So we didn't necessarily know, but, um, 
when we, when the organization started happening, we got contacted a couple times by the Braves, just asking them some questions. So that started getting us a little excited. <laughs> um, and then what were uh, they asking? They were just uh, just some of the things like if we'd like to be, and they it was more on the ownership level than obviously down to my level. But and I had talked to the Giants, so we knew that there was another team that was vying for us, and we assumed that would be in the Braves, but no one would ever say it. Right. right. So um, it was a lot of pins and needles, and then I think what right before Christmas we officially announced so. Um, and we actually signed our PDL uh, uh, about a month ago now, so we've been off and running. So, what is what is does that change anything for the Green Jackets? It it changes. Like, do we start doing the chop? Well, <laughs> I guess you can. <laughs> Maybe a little controversial. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, you'll see. I think you'll see a lot of. So for us, we we paid a lot of homages to the Giants. Um, we did mm-hmm. Giant Sunday. Um, I think we'll, we're, we're working on having a Brave Sunday kind of theme. I think it'll probably, based on the timing now, we'll do something this year, but it'll really be a theme come 2022 as we kind of sort everything out. Um, but um, even the uh, – we're, we're working with them, so it's a new relationship. Mm-hmm. They know they're getting a state-of-the-art facility, so ah. um, they're kind of looking at those different things. And then we're looking at how we can utilize it. Maybe we can get a Chipper Jones to come do an appearance that we have in, in the past or Bobby Cox and different right. things like that. That I think in a normal year or two, we would have had a huge press conference. They would all have been there because they are excited to be here. I mean, I guess it is Braves country. There's a lot of Braves fans that are here. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, definitely. Just this territory alone. So, um, But with obviously the way things are, we weren't able to kind of capitalize on that. But I think it'll happen down the road. That's awesome. So does does the team change? Like, is it the same? Is it the same players? Nope, it'll be all Braves players. Totally wow. Braves players. So, so I guess the easy in. way, and we I don't know, we're, we're still trying to figure out who it'll be. Um Spring training for minor leaguers starts in uh, two weeks, I believe. But, but it'll still be 1A. Yep. Okay. So it'll be most of the, probably the players that were in Rome a couple years ago. Okay. Um, with some of the guys they drafted last year. That's so probably a mix of people. The Rome Braves don't exist anymore. So they're now high A. Okay. So they'll, they'll gotcha. go from Augusta to Rome to what? Mississippi to Gwinnett. Oh, those guys then. moving here in for a treat. Yep, they sure <laughs> yeah. are. They sure are. That's Especially awesome. when they go from here to Rome. I've never been to Rome Stadium, so I won't say anything, but I just know we have a nicer one. So. Right. So a lot of people have been wondering, you know, are we changing our colors? Obviously, we're the green jackets. And, you know, I'm in the Gwinnett, I think it's the Stripers. Stripers, yep. But their color scheme are still Braves. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just with curious. Lime yeah, lime green. So is there going to be any play with the red and the blue? So I think the, the Sunday version of the Braves okay. jersey will be the red and the blue. Some that's where you'll see jerseys. it. I like um, that. And that's that's kind of what our theme will be. Uh, outside of that, I mean, one of the reasons we are the Green Jackets is obviously we all know what happens here in early April. Right. Um, and coming from the Flying Squirrels, I know what a, a great <laughs> moniker is all about. So right. we've been able to build upon it. And um, right. I think there's some things we can still do that we haven't done um, with the Green Jackets name alone. So um, to kind of play off. And it obviously ties into the area. When you think of the area, that's what you think of. So we're, we're fortunate to have a moniker like that and continue to grow and build and do some fun things with it. And we do have a letter A in Augusta. We do. And there's not a lot you could do with an A. So <laughs> we were we were looking at things that we could do with our A's. And our A is obviously a little different than the Braves, but they're both A's. So they are. <laughs> That's great. So um I guess kind of the next the next look at that is that community that's kind of been built around you guys, right? Like there's southbound, mm-hmm. there's what what's there, what are all the places? I'm, I'm forgetting. Well, as a whole, it's called Riverside Village. Riverside Village. Um, there we go. So there's Southbound. Uh, Swank just opened up. Uh, That's the right. boutique store, That's I right. think, within the last month. Um, there's Rio Cantina, the Mexican uh, restaurant, and then the Crown Plaza, North Augusta, um, which has the, the rooftop and, and obviously Salt and Marrow as well, too. So 
Um, and then there's what Ironwood apartments and mm-hmm. yeah. the clubhouse apartments. So. I mean, that's a whole community that, I mean, do you think that would be there if not for the new stadium? Well, and that's what a lot of times like our synergies with actually it's ironic being affiliated with the Braves now, but if you've been to the battery, we're building our own mini battery. It's right. a live work, play ball environment that, that as it continues to evolve, that's what it's going to be. And it's pretty exciting to kind of now have that synergy with them as well. And, and they do have that amphitheater now. They do. So yes. there could be concerts yes. outside after yep. the game. There could be. People it, on their boats watching the fireworks. Yep. Just like They're Pittsburgh, working on the right? boat dock, I hear. That actually might be coming sooner than I Whoa. thought. So I might yeah. need to get a boat. Allegedly, right? <laughs> yeah, allegedly. It's all the alleged. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly, they were going to build SRP Park, and here it is. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, I was hoping you guys would be on the water, but I didn't know yeah, how that know how could that possibly work. happen. <laughs> right. I'll leave well, that to the uh, engineers. Isn't it... Uh, where Golden State plays? Weren't they built on the water or something crazy? I, I don't think? think we have Golden State yeah, money we here. Don't. But if we do, then <laughs> I'm disappointed in you guys. <laughs> so <laughs> that's above my pay grade, I think. Right, right. <laughs> so what year was what year was that? It was 2017? Uh, 2018. 2018 yeah, that it transitioned yeah. over. So mm-hmm. you guys in 2019, that was like your first like cementing it down normal yeah. year in that stadium, and then. Uh, so let's start by talking about how that went. How was that year like relative to the other stadium? Are you guys seeing growth? Like, are you well, gro- the the first season in the new ballpark was eighteen. So, and we increased our uh, attendance by over fifty percent. We were the largest uh, increase in attendance in all of minor league baseball and actually major league baseball as well too. So the community really came out and obviously supported We're us, which Braves, was awesome. Braves. Yeah, now we're the Braves. So <laughs> now it's the Giants. I mean, I can't imagine what's going to happen with the right. Braves. So, um, and then 19 was more of the same. We continued to grow and, and uh, those kind of things. And then we were, uh, we were on track going into 2020 where it ran around this time of year when right. everything kind of shut down that we were ahead. We were going to have a, we had a few concerts in the hopper. Um, and, yeah. Talk and about like those. That. You guys so, have had some pretty cool events over there. We've been trying. I mean, 2020, obviously we had to pivot, so we didn't have green jackets right. baseball. So we, um, had to figure out ways to get creative and, um, and SRP park was built as an entertainment destination. Obviously the green jackets are there for 60 to 70 nights a year. So it's outside of that. What can we use it for? So, mm-hmm. um, we had a, we had a lot of baseball tournaments. Uh, we had Rob Schneider, a comedian come, never yeah. thought we'd have a comedian. <laughs> he just stood at the pitcher's mound and had social distance seating and he made fun of himself while he was doing it. Uh, we did third. Well, we were talking about Thursday, Thursday because of Thursday, Thursday, we did a happy hour basically every Thursday that started in June and ended, uh, in October. I um, did not know that. Kind of things. Yep. I should have known that. And it was, it was very successful. I mean, we were fortunate with the, the success of the green jackets is the support of the community. And that's right. who came out to like the happy hours and different things like that. They'd bring their friends. They'd come one time, one time a month or whatever, and support the programs that we were doing. So, and we did chicken sales. We did three different chicken sales. What? I never thought I'd do a chicken sale, but we like did live. Like no, not what? Live chicken. <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. thinking. <laughs> it was a, it's actually a former uh, minor league colleague, but uh, they, we sold cases of bre- chicken breasts and chicken legs. Um, and it was the, it was really cheap. He had to buy 40 pounds, but it was wow. very, very cheap <laughs> price. Cause he had, they were in the same boat. They usually sell to restaurants. Restaurants mm-hmm. weren't buying as much as they used to. They had excess right. um, products. So he knew that minor league teams were hurting. So there was a synergy there and kind of building those kind of things. So I also, crazy. you also did those boxes during the quarantine time. Yeah, We did the family meal deals. Super cool. We did. We built a mini putt putt course. In the kids zone, there's an all natural nine hole. I always like going to this kids zone. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What's the age limit? Anybody can go in there. Oh. So, <laughs> we have it there for now. It'll be there through uh, probably the start of our season that we're trying to figure out what that area will look like. But it's five dollars, and every time you go, one dollar goes to jog. So 
It's a nice little kind of compliment with what that. What is that? Children's Hospital of Georgia. There we go. I've never okay. heard it as CHOG. I've seen Probably it Probably not written. supposed to do that uh, <laughs> abbreviation, maybe. <laughs> I think I've seen it written as CHOG, but not enough to know. <laughs> Might not want to do that anymore. <laughs> and then we also did movies, and I think that's something that we'll continue to do. Not as many as we did there, but like seasonally, maybe four a year. Um, so yeah, that, that, so. that was kind of the next thing is it seems like a lot of businesses are learning things with this COVID that they're going to take with them. Do you guys feel like you're the same way? I think so. Cause we've seen you, it was trial by error. So you're trying to figure out different <laughs> things that one connect with the community, one right. to make the f- community feel safe and two at the end of the day, make money. So right. it was trying to figure out what those things look like. And, uh, we're still in the process. I mean, we're doing a tasting series, which I think will continue as well too. We're doing it in our wow club, but we've done two bourbons and you know, I know you got some bourbon up here, but we did old forest. Shout right? out second city. Yeah, this yeah, is where they get their shout yeah, out. There, there we go. You got to throw it in there. So, um, we're doing a river watch, uh, beer tasting. That'll be in the Very month cool. of April. So, um, and, uh, just kind of looking at those different things. What inspired things. So that idea? It was really the, we have a beautiful space with our 4,000 square foot club space. And yeah. we, we had a couple private events that were using the tables Yeah, and we were like, well, we could design something like this. And we talked to, um, the old Forrester vendor. And then, uh, as that, as we kind of keep talking, we just did a tequila tasting last week and a wine <laughs> tasting. Um, and so we're just kind of going through the spectrum of, what each of them are and the tequila we've sold, we sold them all out. it was <laughs> it i'm not wild. a big tequila fan but the people that were there let's just say i had a good time they were big so. tequila fans yeah i bet <laughs> but it's been neat i mean we sold all of them out so um we're we're continuing to kind of look at those kind of things as we go along to down the road we'll be back with more green jackets talk after this quick message about our partner the clubhouse the clubhouse is a co-working space located at the Cyber Center. If you want to learn more about the backstory, we have done episodes with Eric Parker and Grace Bellagia who run that operation. Uh, What the clubhouse is doing, uh, they are a massive resource for new and startup businesses. They are working with the government uh, to create employment programs Uh, They have this co-working space. They have networking opportunities uh, with different business leaders and people that aren't business leaders and just want to be involved in the community. Uh, If you want to learn more about them, it's a lot. They do education. They do tech. They have resources for businesses. Their website is theclubhow.se. Type in the clubhouse in your search bar. Put the period before the S-E. And check out their new production, Make Startups, available however you're listening to this podcast and at makestartups.com. So now now we're down the road, right? We're at 2021. Um, this is going to be a really interesting season because we really don't know what to expect, I think, for, out of people. But I think a lot of the common consensus is people really want to start doing stuff soon. They do. So with that in mind and with the green jackets, what is the season going to look like for you guys? Well, right now we are focused on obviously May 4th is opening day. So that's the exciting piece for us. I think very, very cool. Very cool. The countdown's on. I it's don't like, know. Well, a, month, a month and a half type not, situation. I hope it's not that close. We post I mean, this it Sunday. Is close. A month and three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's like we uh, traditionally have open like the week of Masters, which obviously adds its own complications right. uh, with what's going on with Might that. Might be better but not to do it'll that. Be, it'll be nice. I mean, we're opening the week of <laughs> May the 4th be with you, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yep. It'll be the anniversary of our ribbon cutting, I think. Uh, are we looking into some Star Wars theme? We though? are. That, that's what we're working with Major League Baseball to see what we can do on those fronts and, and kind of figure that all out. But um, I think we're, we're like right now, everyone's kind of in the same boat. You kind of, uh, things keep changing. 
And so we're going to keep watch right. how things changing. We're going to, no matter what, just like normal in a normal year, we're going to offer a fun, affordable, safe uh, entertainment option for the CSRA. It's just a matter of what that looks like. And hopefully as the year goes on, um, we can have more and more people. And before we know it, we'll be back to having 4,000 people at SRP Park. The beautiful thing about your park, though, is it's very large and there is a walking track around. So how many people can you fit into that stadium at least like with, day one right with, well, yeah, day yeah. one we're working on that now I mean, our, our based on obviously what the state and city um guidance is and major league baseball has guidance as well too so mm-hmm. if you come now like we we're having a game tonight that i was talking about with our srp park high school series kicking off and so there's literally concourse tables in pods of four all the way around the ballpark so um we're maximizing to the extent just like you mentioned that there's a lot of space to utilize Mm-hmm. doesn't look like a lot until you actually start putting it all together, but we're, we'll wait for, figure out ways to, at the end of the day, continue to have some safe ways to enjoy the game and get people out. That's awesome. And you, so you mentioned those high schools and you guys did an Augusta university game, I guess like two weeks ago. Yep. Um, and they're coming two more times and they, so they're playing at your stadium and they play at the old, the Lake Olmstead stadium, right? No, they have that. They have their own field at uh, Christenberry. Oh, they're not playing or, there. Yep. No. Oh, Okay. I was well. I wanted to ask about that relationship um, with with the school. I mean, it's got to be very because they their their baseball team isn't bad. They're not. Uh, they they compete. They uh, we have a basketball team here that competes. I feel like we're close to a sports culture, right? Like, do you in the university? Do you guys have synergy? We do. Um, we do. Uh, obviously, from the health side, Augusta University Health is one of our founding partners. So we have that that synergy. Great as well, synergy. Too. It, yeah. great, that's a nice synergy. <laughs> but on the other side, too, we we at, at Lake Olmstead, we were the home field for, I guess, the Jags. So okay. um, we've had so the I'm synergy not completely with them. Wrong. No, you aren't. So okay. they, they, um, and when we left, when we moved to our new park, we we communicated that we'd like to host at least one game a year. So we will always probably, as long as it's amenable, host them playing USC Aiken. Oh, mm-hmm. that's the that's a good right, you can't call it Bortle Brash because that is already taken from some football right. thing that happens around here. So, <laughs> uh, but it's a it's a, a fun little annual thing. So we do that, and then this year with the way things were, they they don't have lights at their field. So we've talked about um, having an opportunity to host some other games. So um, we did the original Flagler series, and then um, the Lander series will be on the twenty fourth, um, which it'll be a double header the day after uh, the Clemson game, and then um, we have one other time when they're playing at USC Aiken, I think on March thirtieth. Very Which is pretty cool. cool. That's very cool. Yep. That is a fantastic way to see, like for, for college baseball, especially like we need a stadium. Yep. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, we like having them out. It's, it's good. It's obviously from, it's the same thing with the SRP park high school series. We have the opportunity for up to six schools to play and, um, it's a memorable night for the, the, I mean, I wish I lived by a minor league stadium where I got to play growing up. So that would just be something I could treasure. So now yeah. we were able to provide that and, and obviously we treat it like a Green Jackets game. So there's PA announcing. We use the scoreboard. It's just a fun night at the ballpark. Right. Is it is it rare to have this nice of a stadium for a low A game or team? Well, I mean, if you look at, I guess I wouldn't say rare because like I think more and more. Nice, yeah, right? as I was say, it depends what you're <laughs> looking for. But I think as you see, like every, everything has a life lifetime. So right. there was a, at the end of the day, like Olmstead, it was time for a revitalization in some capacity. We're fortunate mm-hmm. that we now have one of the top uh, fields in all of the Southeast. And um, that's what I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> so we're very, very fortunate that way. And that's why we host them. I mean, we've been talking to travel, travel ball and different things like that. Cause it, the synergies are there to host those kind of things. And, and we'll keep talking. Uh, we've talked to like the big South and different tournaments in the area. 
about bringing in D1 college tournaments and things like that. So as we continue to learn how that field works, I think you'll see some uh, elements like that that'll come down the road. So you're, you're way ahead of us because the next question I like <laughs> oh. to usually ask, which I've said that three or four times already, is you know the, the next step for you guys. Like Obviously, this year is going to be a really interesting step all on its own and it's really easy to just say let's just get through this but there there is a you know there is a master plan somewhere and as the vice president you know is there anything specifically about that that you're really excited about well i think one of my roles with being the vice president is obviously the green jackets baseball or green jackets baseball and i have a role within that but it's trying to figure out what events are work and that's one of the things like we we our goal is usually to have three to five division one uh, baseball game. So we're fortunate this year. We still are having Clemson coming um, in a couple weeks. So we're pretty excited about that. But we've had talks with uh, USC and, and Georgia Tech and even Coastal Carolina, just some of the schools that are around here. How to, do you have that conversation? You just call up the athletic director, the athletic director at Clemson? Yeah, yeah. Just we like a, a cold nice call, stadium. just like a sales call. Hey, <laughs> I don't know if you've been to North Augusta lately, but we have one of the nicest ballparks. And uh, we'd love to, obviously, you have to work things out. You have to work in their visit because they're taking a home game usually from them or right. they're taking a right. visiting game from somewhere else where they're going. So figuring out those things. And, and then you have to figure it in with your schedule with what's going on. So um, I think Georgia, uh, like we've had a great relationship with them. They played every year that we've been in the new park. Um, they were our last big event before everything shut down last year, which is kind of crazy. So um, we'll, we'll get back to having them next year too. So it's kind of building upon those things. And then it's looking at concerts. Um, that's kind of the next We've had Jake Owen. We had mm-hmm. um, Hootie and the Blowfish. I was right. going to say Darius, but it was Hootie. So, um, <laughs> and doing those kind of things. We had Border Bash. So, um, we're, we're kind of building upon those things. We're looking at having Border Bash again in September now that that game was moved there and we don't have a home game. And uh, kind of it's the same thing as our season as things evolve. Promoters and musicians, just like us, are ready to get back at it when it's, when it's, uh, safe and ready to do so and you can put the most people in there so i think we'll we have some things some exciting things that are lined up here in the future if all can. don't go anywhere we'll be back to close out this episode with tom denglinger right here in augusta podcast studio and speaking of augusta podcast studio this is a message to all of you creators out there all of you people that run businesses that need to tell your story that have personal expertise wisdom and knowledge to share And that really want to get out there and start being creative and making your own production. Augusta Podcast is a service that we have created for the city of Augusta to help people do that. No matter where you are in your podcast, in your production process, with wherever you are in the process, whether you want to just try it out and use a studio, whether you want to build a studio, or if you need some help with production to save time, Augusta Podcast is a great resource for you. Learn more at AugustaPodcast.com. And get in touch at AugustaPodcast at gmail.com. I've got a, I got another question. It's kind of out there. You have a pretty good heartbeat of the players that are playing, correct? Like that actually play for the program. We do. I mean, we're around them, obviously. Especially this year, our homestands are six games. So we're going to be hanging out <laughs> right. for a while. And then they go on the road for six games and they're back again. So, Well, I'm asking because I'm curious. Do you know, like... Do they enjoy living in Augusta while they're here during the What's season? What's their reaction yeah, when they get like exactly. traded here and stuff? <laughs> well, I think now when you see the 
SRP park, they, that helps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not getting traded from the Savannah Bananas, but they could get picked up from there. <laughs> hey, Savannah Bananas, that's a rowdy game. They had to work their name in, honestly. <laughs> uh, but I mean, obviously, so at the end, for them, they're at the ballpark most of the time. So right. if the ballpark can provide a safe and fun and obviously at the end of the day, top line experience mm-hmm. compared to some places that they go to. I mean, we have a player's lounge, we have a weight room, we have really all the amenities that they need. Um, to make them comfortable. And then we're working with uh, uh, some uh, apartment complexes and things like that to make sure that when they are here that they can assimilate. Very cool. It can be Good. easy because um, some of them, you never know. You could be here for a month. You could be right. here for the whole full season. You could get promoted, then right. come back down. Uh, so you just never know how long you're going to be here. So try to make that part as easy as possible. This is probably a, an ignorant question. Um, are there minor league free agents? Like, are you guys entered? Is that like something? Because when you build an athletic complex, a lot of the time they're like, recruitment is half of it right is that an element for the team well i guess the braves take care of that but to the point of like you saying the savannah bananas or there's independent <laughs> league teams like that's where okay. they're recruiting they're watching they're sending scouts to watch them play and then when the draft happens they're drafting them from college wood bat leagues and things like that and then that's how they end up in augusta that's that's just such a whole other side of the department like so you mm-hmm. guys don't really do you guys don't have a scouting operation. You no. guys are the Braves. Don't want me scouting. Don't <laughs> tell you. Brought, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be finding the Braves of tomorrow. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> have you been here while any players that have made it to the big leagues uh, played on the team? Have you gotten to meet any of them? Um, I mean, I have. I've met a bunch. So I've been with the Giants for the past twelve years. So Richmond uh, was the Double A Giants. Okay. So when I moved from the Giants, it doesn't always happen that way. But I went from the Double A of Giants to the Single A. So I had a number of them that had come through Augusta. And always had heard about it from them going up there and then obviously being down here, watching them kind of go up. So um, the Giants had traded a lot of their talent over the past couple of years because they were, as you know, they won the World they Series. Ring Every, chasing, yeah, yeah, they were ring chasing. <laughs> so to ring chase, you get rid of your prospects to try to stay relevant and up in the playoffs. So um, we had a few players that were here. I think the most notable now is uh, Helio Ramos is, I think, in big league camp and he's hitting the ball pretty well. So he'll probably actually make it. So. He played center field for us two years ago. So. Who's he playing for? Who's he in camp Giants. for? The Giants. Yeah. Okay, okay. Very so, cool. Shout but, out to him. I mean, I guess the Braves fans already know this, but Pablo Sandoval is mm-hmm. in our Hall of Fame, third baseman for the Braves right now. Yep. So he's, he's trying to make a spot. Uh, Charlie Culberson played second base here um, and moved on and played for the Giants and played for the Braves. So And Adam Duvall played here as well, too. So um, Charlie actually met his wife from Evans. So um, dude, I do I think they wow. come back here every once in a while. So hopefully we'll get to make, make an appearance from him when his time with the Rangers is up, I guess. so. Do you just have all the players sign something when they come in just in case? We do. Like sometimes. little lottery tickets? <laughs> we like, do. Like, we hey, have a box of balls if we, <laughs> if we know that there's a chance. <laughs> like, that's you always want to have that in the trophy case. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> there's the wall of fame. I mean, at the end of the day, the road to the show is that it, that's a lot. It's, it's funny when you look back over the years of who all played here. Um, I like how you stole second base today. You want to sign a few of those balls for me? <laughs> <laughs> well, just like when Tim Wakefield was here. I mean, everyone knows Tim Wakefield is a knuckleballer. Yep. He wasn't even thinking about throwing knuckleballs when he played for Augusta. So it's crazy when you look back at it. So That is interesting. So l- let's take this back to you. Um, unless, do you have any baseball? I'm, I don't know enough about baseball to ask anymore. If you were football, maybe. I don't think so still, though. <laughs> um, uh, you know, you've been here for a while. I mean, you've been here for like almost eight years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, when you came here, was that the plan? Well, I mean, all along when I graduated college, it was to 
when I got into baseball, it was to see how far it would take me. So I was just like, I'm going to put 100% into it and kind of see what happens. And I was able to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then I reached, obviously, the being the GM of the Green Jackets and, and have, have been fortunate that part of my role changed because of the new stadium. So it went from being just baseball to a 365 entertainment destination. So I think there's a lot of room to still grow within my current role um, here and, and just the the way with Fort Gordon exploding and the market exploding, there's so many more fans that are coming in here. So it's, it's our job now to, and it's doing like podcasts like this and just talking about green jackets, baseball to get people to see that we are more than a baseball team. Come on out. I mean, you guys both like Thursday, Thursday, but you didn't come to our happy hour. So we have to look at how we're communicating some of the things we're doing as well too. And, and just trying to figure that out. So I think that's, that's what I like to do. Cause at the end of the day, I want to see a packed stadium. So, um, and having fun while we're doing it. So, so with happy hour, just curious, did y'all walk into the stadium and yep. just go to a bar oh and get goodness. a beer? So, Why was I not doing so that? I have, would have totally done we that. We would have recorded there. <laughs> Should have. <laughs> we've recorded there before. Yeah? Yeah. The uh, the press suite. No, we were going to. We, we, we got did. drunk. It was a beer festival. <laughs> it was the beer festival. <laughs> That's awkward. Oh, the old beer festival. There we go. <laughs> we set up, though. Which is <laughs> another Which is another thing another that y'all event. hosted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we'll, we'll look to host that again. Do we so. think that's coming back? I think. We're talking about, I don't know if it'll come back in 2021. If it does, we'll probably be in the fall. Because it's one of those, I mean, you guys obviously have been to it. I would guess that the There's fall, no yeah. social no, distancing at no a beer way. festival. It's pretty hard to make no It's way. a fun event and uh, definitely a community event. But <laughs> there's some challenges, definite challenges Absolutely. in hosting something like that. And yeah. we did a wing festival, same thing last year. That was very successful. Um, it was actually, I think, the actual last event that we had. Um, and so we're looking at those type of events, but those are, are kind of, it's one of the things when things kind of get back to where you can host those type of events, yeah. they'll definitely be at the, uh, um, burner, I guess, of, of having them. So it's crazy. That's great. So it, it sounds like you kind of, it sounds like you're kind of a fan of the community. Yep. Could you say that? I do. I like the community. I mean, I, I try to be involved. I'm on a couple boards while and down here and trying to, what do you involved with? I'm on the North Augusta family Y board. Um, and then I'm on the Augusta Sports Council board, which obviously there's a lot of synergies with that. Yes. Uh, a lot of the people in sports are around mm-hmm. here, but it's just trying to figure out. I mean, we obviously have a venue that can be utilized for some events that are coming uh, as well, too. So um, and trying to figure out what all of those synergies are. And then I'm on the North Augusta Chamber board. So just trying to be involved in the community Absolutely. and stay engaged and see yeah. what we can do. So, I, I mean, that the end of the day, minor league baseball is built on the community. So uh, we try to be involved as much as we can. And that's why a lot of nights you'll see, we, we try to get involved with as many nonprofits in the area as we can to make, um, make it a win-win for everybody. So right. very cool. Well, I think Chris, do you feel good about this? Do you feel good about this, Tom? Do you feel good? I about mean, this, I was Tom? sweating a little at the beginning, but I'm doing all right. It's a little warm up here. That's <laughs> it is a little warm. <laughs> So how we we the the we got a nice view. I mean, we're looking yeah. out at SRP Park from here. This yeah, is downtown it's Augusta. It's great. So, <laughs> well, Thank you for the compliments. With that, let's go to our Drop the Disc question presented by Trainer Gray. The Drop the Disc question is sponsored by Trainer Gray Media Group. We love them. They do an incredible job. In fact, if you were not able to check out the live stream for Augusta Rocks, inaugural concert i highly recommend you to see their work that they did with the live stream you can check it out on our youtube channel and you can watch the entire concert the sound the camera lens everything it just looked incredible they are a group that will make sure that your event is live streamed to the best that it can be check it out trainer gray media group 
And don't forget to stick around after the podcast for Around Augusta with Chris, where he fills you in really quickly on all the rumors, situations, new businesses, and anything else going on in Augusta. With that, uh, there's a question that we ask every guest on every show, and that is, what does dropping the disc mean to you? So in your seven years being here, I'm sure you've heard that term, disgusta. Um, and North Augusta is roped into that, mm-hmm. just letting you know. And uh, so what we like to ask is if someone were to walk up to you anywhere, anytime, and talk negatively about the city, the, the CSRA, everything about it, what would your response be to them? I think that's one of the reasons I like what my job is because the when you when you come to a community new community or if you're living in the community everyone always is like what is there to do and a lot of times it's like well and that's probably how the disc got started because there's there's times where you just don't think of things to do and the area mm-hmm. is growing I mean obviously Riverside Village is one component of that when you right. come it's literally live work play ball you just come to a ball game you can go to Southbound afterwards you can go to Rio before and have dinner you can have a hot dog with us right. and do all three at the same time if you want to um, and doing those kind of things but then seeing on this side of the river I mean Top Golf's here now um, there's just downtown is is exploding so I think the there's so much more to do. You just have to get out and see it. And so, and obviously this past year hasn't helped that. Right. Um, right. We're still trying to do that. And, and a lot of it is it, it's a, we, a, yeah, it was a coined, I guess, phrase up in Richmond, but you buy a shop, think local. So there's a lot of local businesses that need love. And we're, we're just like that. We're just, we're a minor league baseball team, but we're local. So we want to stay invested and figure out how to do that. So um, <clears throat> I think that's, that's kind of what I've seen since I've been here. I mean, just in the, the change in downtown from when I first moved to now has been exciting to see. And then right. obviously us just be on the river. I mean, my office is, I look out on the river every day. It's perfect. Park, it's so it's pretty office. awesome. Yeah. Maybe someday we'll see your office. Yeah, maybe, we'll, maybe. We'd love to well, see that. I thought you were seeing it today, but <laughs> <laughs> we had a little miscommunication. Yeah. That's, you can blame me. <clears throat> I scrolled through the message. I didn't tell you. <laughs> we should have scheduled this for after the work day and we could have really got into that bar. We could. I apologize for that. We'll do that, that again that. sometime. <laughs> right. Well, um, Tom, thank you so much for coming on. Tom Denglinger. Yeah, there we go. We got it right. What, what's, what is, I got to ask, what, what's the origin it's of Denglinger? It's uh, German-Irish, so. Mm, it sounds German-Irish. Yeah. I just couldn't pick one. And that's why I like German-Irish food. I really like every <laughs> kind of food, but it seems to be drawn expressly to that. So. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. That's Tom, funny. thanks so much for being on, man. Hey, really appreciate you having me. Uh, y'all, uh, today is Tuesday. This episode will be released Sunday, but uh, tonight you guys have a couple games. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Uh, and we will hopefully see you very soon. And the first game for the oh, Jackets. Yes. Tuesday, May 4th. People May, buy tickets? May the 4th be... They're May not on sale yet, but season tickets are on sale. Season tickets are on sale. GJmembers.com. You can check out all the information. Do that one more time. GJmembers.com. GJmembers.com. I didn't get it. That's why I needed it. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for them. It was for I me. speak fast. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We really, really do appreciate everybody and anybody thank you for listening to this episode it allows us to do what we do meet these cool people have these conversations bring in these sponsors and ultimately hopefully be a part of creating and growing a really cool community if you like this episode make sure you tell a friend about it we really really appreciate anything you do to help us grow if there's anything we can do better for you reach out to us follow us on our social medias we're drop the disc podcast on 
anywhere that you're on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And go ahead and follow Augusta Podcasts as well, because there's some cool things happening with that. And speaking of cool things happening, here is Chris with Around Augusta. Hey guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta. I've got two things. The first thing is, and it's exciting news, this Saturday on March 20th, the Farmer's Market, the Augusta Market, is opening back up 100%. Make sure you mask up, but I want you to go check it out. The weather should be beautiful, and it is going to be always takes place on 8th Street, where the brick road is, right next to Second City Distillery and Miranchos. Check it out. Um, I'm very excited about this. This is something that was a ritual for my wife and I, and I'm very excited to see it come back. And two, a couple months ago, we interviewed Porkchop, um, Leonard Zimmerman. He's the uh, creator of The Happy Robot. A lot of you might have noticed that he has some murals that have come to downtown and they're finished. I want y'all to check it out. I want you to go take a, a picture, a selfie, in front of that Yes You Can mural and do hashtag drop the disc, post it on your social media. And if you do, you will enter in for a chance to win a drop the disc t-shirt. I want y'all to get out walking. I want y'all to check out the city. The new thing's coming. You might also notice the building off Ellis Street called, or I don't know what it's called, honestly, but it's a building that has the Augusta I Love You mural. They just painted it blue. I'd like you to do the same thing. Make sure you do hashtag drop the disc and for a chance to win a drop the disc t-shirt. And that is all I have for Around Augusta with Chris.